Well, Philippians chapter 1, we're going to look at three verses tonight. We're really going to focus on, on one point in Philippians 1, verses 12 through 14. Pastor Stone brought a message Sunday morning uh, about our troubles and dealing with them and how to how to overcome. I believe we can't hear a message like that enough, especially when those troubles do come. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. Paul and his perseverance through problems. Let's go ahead and read, starting in verse 12. He says, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Well, the year was 1996, and a gold medal for gymnastics was up for grabs, and the U.S. had a good chance of getting that medal. It depended on one last vault from Carrie Strug. There was a problem that took place, though. The round before, Carrie sprained her ankle. She was in immense pain. She could hardly stand to walk on it. She couldn't put any weight on it. She was in great pain. She cried out because her ankle hurt. And she cried out also because she knew she was going to be needed in the next round in order to be able to get the gold. There was going to have to be one more jump. She thought about giving up. The pain was so bad, it was almost, I can't do it. I, I'm not going to be able to bear this. This isn't going to happen. She could hardly stand on it. On the sidelines, though, was her coach. And her coach was cheering her on. And her coach was saying, Carrie, you can do it. Carrie, I believe in you. Just one more, Carrie. I believe you can endure this. And I believe you can get this done. Well, she stepped up onto the mat and she took off running and she did her flip on the vault. And can you imagine with a sprained ankle coming down and just nailing that landing, planting both feet? She did it. It was a, it was a, it was a perfect jump. It was a perfect vault. And they won the gold medal. Every, everyone there knew what was going on with her. You know, and, and she had someone there to encourage her. That's not what the focus is tonight. The focus is, think of everyone that was watching on TV. Think of everyone that was there that saw her persevere through her problems. I believe people were encouraged. They just loved to see something like that happen. Through the pain, she endured it and she got the victory. I believe it's encouraging just for us to hear a story like that. It was encouraging to me when I looked it up. Perseverance through problems. A result of our problems being an encouragement to someone else. That's, that's one angle. That's one thing to look at in the problems we go through. It's exactly what Paul was looking at 
as he explains his situation. You know, problems are going to come into the lives of Christians many times and very often. We shall suffer many things uh, simply for professing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There's going to be some negative things happen and come upon you and I simply for being a Christian. There are also personal experiences that are going to bring these things on. And what do you do? I mean, I guess there's the option of quitting. There's a lot of people that have quit. I can I can picture a, a certain row of seats and and remember some people that sat in that certain row of seats and they were doing great and then problems came along and and now they're gone. What a tragedy to see someone quit and give up. The Apostle Paul himself is a wonderful example of the problems that are suffered as a Christian for Jesus' sake and to be able to continue on. We talked about them Sunday, actually, from 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 28. There's a list of things that Paul suffered. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He was standed, stranded. He was betrayed. He was in danger. He hungered. He thirsted. One of the biggest trials upon him was the care of the churches that came upon him daily. There was imprisonment and we could keep going on and on. And just one of those things might take us out. But Paul suffered all that he went through and he didn't throw in the towel. What kept Paul from in, from giving up? What kept Paul to keep on enduring. Well, it was it was a lot of things we could talk about, but as we look at things specifically here in the text tonight, we're going to see a great positivity concerning the problems that we go through when we endure. There's some good that came out of the suffering servant of the apostle Paul as he endured. There's positivity we can see for being faithful through all the headaches and through all the heartaches that we go through. You know, we learn from problems. Problems teach us. Paul had learned from his problems and his desire for Philippi, whom he was writing to, is that they might learn something in a positive way from what he had gone through. By the way, the church at Philippi he was writing to, they were in the midst of problems. They were in the midst of a possible church split. No one could get along in everything that was going on in the church. And so Paul starts talking about a different attitude about our trials, which helps them. And he begins by talking about problems teaching. Uh, he says in verse 12, but I would that ye should understand brethren. They, now he's about to talk about his problems and there's something for them to understand. There's something for them to learn. He believes that there's probably a viewpoint that they're not seeing his problems at that he's going through. So there's something to be taught here. Paul didn't try to hide his difficulties that he went through. I mean, Jesus didn't hide it. He said, in the world, you shall experience tribulation. And, and Paul didn't hide these problems that he had to face in service to the Lord, but he knew that some might become fearful and some might become discouraged. He didn't just say tough it and get over it. He was re trying to reach everybody where they were, and he knew that some would, would become fearful 
in ministry work as he had gone through what he went through and everybody came to know about. So he wanted them to be taught not to. He said, don't look upon my hardships as a negative. Don't get down and get all gloomy and beat yourself up over what I'm going through. But I want you to see a positive purpose in what I have experienced. Whether it's ministry related pains or whether it's personal ones. It's very good that we understand that there's something to learn. There's something to be taught to us through our problems. There's something to be taught to others and shown to others through the things that we go through. <clears throat> to tell you how clueless I was on Christianity and life in church, I didn't have a life in church growing up, but we started going to church and I started going to this Sunday school class Real good man up there in the in the Sunday school class, and I'm sitting there, and and this fellow's health is not so great. He's the one that gets there early in the morning, and he he puts the coffee on, he turns the lights on, he turns the AC on in the building, or or the heat, whatever's needed. He has donuts sitting there in the classroom. I thought there was only one Sunday school class that served breakfast, but um, but he he brought donuts, not as good as theirs, but he did bring donuts to the classroom, and then he had studied some material in this book, from my point of view, all right, all week long, and then he's sitting and teaching it, and, and as though he really cares about what he's doing. <clears throat> and you understand, I didn't have any life growing up in church, and my thought to him was, he must be getting paid for what he's doing. He, this is a job to him, I guess. I mean, I'm talking complete ignorance of these things here, and so that's what I thought. I wasn't bold enough to ask that question if that was his motivation, but that's what I thought it was. I didn't know what other motivation it could be. And I learned he didn't get paid, and, and I was shocked. And then, and then I learned that he had a son that died as a teenager, this Sunday school teacher I was attending class of. And not only that, but he had another son that has a lifelong illness that will probably never be cured. It's very expensive to treat this disease that he has and this man is pressing forward and this man is constantly investing in other people's lives and he has a load of care and a lot on his shoulders yet he's caring about other people and everything else that they are going through and so I thought why in the world is he doing this how can he do this what was happening is that I was being taught. I was being taught by his example of persevering through problems. It was, I was real green. I was just starting to understand these things, but I was being taught by the things that he was persevering and going through. And so Paul simply says here, but I would, ye should understand. So let's just say this as we're getting started. There's something always for you and I to learn as we go through our problems in life. There's something that someone else is going to learn from you as you persevere with the Lord through your things in life. Well, not only do problems teach, but these problems, there's something louder came from and these problems started pre Preaching. Let's continue in verse 12. He said, I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Paul went 
from preaching on the streets, freely and successful ministry from town to town, everywhere he went, preaching Christ, preaching Christ crucified, preaching salvation by grace. It is the gift of God and he's preaching the power of God and people are being saved and, and all the ministers around are encouraged. You know, the Christians are encouraged by this pioneer Paul that is that is going successful and, and so hard in ministry as he is. But then all of a sudden, they lock him up in prison. And he's there, locked up. And you can imagine people thinking, well, that's the end of that. Wow, they actually did it. They hushed Paul up. They quieted the preaching of the Apostle Paul. Well, all that happened was he got put in prison and the people inside the prison started getting the message that everybody was getting outside the prison. Can you imagine guards chained to Paul there, uh, working shift work, and Paul preaches one, an eight-hour sermon, and then he gets up and leaves, and the next one comes down, and, and he either continues the sermon or starts over, and he gets an eight-hour sermon of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the, the gospel is ringing through the prison cells, and it has not died. The preaching has continued. Paul hasn't missed a beat. The gospel wasn't hushed. That wasn't the case at all. Paul just had a new audience to preach to. He had a captive audience, if you will. They couldn't go anywhere. It's very seldom we get cases like that. I love it when we can trap somebody in a corner. Not that we can make them trust Christ, but they said and they hear the gospel. But Paul actually had that very thing. Paul suffered a, a detour in ministry. Paul suffered a difficulty initially, a change that took place. And you know what? He adapted to that change and continued doing what God wanted him to do. He did not sit and pout over it and get discouraged. You and I have a whole lot to learn from this concerning the rearranging of things in our lives sometimes. God's up to something great when He rearranges our lives in many ways. There is someone new that He's putting us in the path of when He rearranges our life. We do not like to be transferred from this place to that, whether it be school, whether it be work, whatever. We don't like to move. I don't like to move. But sometimes we get put in a different path, and it's for a godly reason, and it's for great things that God wants to do with you and I. And we, we must think differently about our difficulties that we go through. Not that we're going to like them, but God has something great in them as we endure, as we go through them. You know, because people are watching. People are watching you and I as Christians. And as they do, I do and knowing that, I don't believe any of us want to show a frustration to a lost and dying world. I don't believe any of us want to show the world what the world already knows as the responses to difficulties and problems in life. I believe we'd like to show a response of faith, a response of something that is different than the world has ever seen, something that will encourage them, something that will get their attention. We don't want to give off the reaction that the world knows everything about, but one that the world has never seen before. 
See, our responses to our problems, it assists in the development of Christians or it will assist in the deforming of Christians. I think back to my first Sunday school teacher and just maybe what God might have helped me with and ingrained me with by what I saw in Him when I first came to the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. You never know what effect we're going to have on somebody else when we go through the things that we go through. The, the, the effect on other Christians, the, uh, the effect on unsaved people. They're observing. And, and all observed Paul. That, that Paul was preaching the gospel and he was doing, he was doing the same thing in chains behind bars as he was doing when he was a free man out walking from town to town down the road from one place to another. God's plan is to magnify his son, whether it be a rocky road we're on in life or whether the road be smooth. There's never an excuse. There's never a good reason to quit, to ease up, to slow down at all, especially when it comes to our problems, because we see that our problems, they're teachers and they teach and then the results of our problems, they teach and they preach. But not only that, but not only that, they reach. Look at verse 13. Paul says, so that my bonds in Christ are, he's in prison, right? That they are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. Notice how Paul attributes his problems to Christ here. He says, my bonds in Christ. You know, Paul wrote a lot of the Bible while he was in prison. We have the prison epistles. And, and so God used Paul during a time in prison to write some books of the Bible. Paul calls himself, in God's word, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you can look at that two ways. Paul's a bond slave for the Lord Jesus Christ. And also, he was in prison for preaching the gospel. And Jesus was there with him. And Jesus blessed his ministry throughout the gospel, throughout his time in prison. He didn't mind being a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ at all. It's as if he wasn't locked up as a prisoner of Jesus. He attributes all of this to the Lord. He sees his afflictions through spiritual eyes that they are from Christ and they're reaching people. It's touching people. It's moving the hearts of God's people. People are getting word all around that Paul's ministry hasn't missed a beat since he got locked up. It's the, the words out and people are hearing his perseverance and his faithfulness through obstacles is a walking visual aid of the gospel of Jesus Christ for others to see. So throughout the Bible, when you understand that where it says Paul was, he gloried in tribulation. It's true. He didn't glory concerning the tribulation, but, but what happened as a result of the tribulation. He took pleasure in the infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecution and distresses. For Christ's sake, he said, for when I am weak, then am I strong. 
What a great encouragement in our problems that the answer is not to lay down, that the answer is not to quit. You know, some people have no reserve, no ability, if you will, to do anything but just sulk and fall apart in their problems. But God's people can stand, can stand strong so that God can show his strength through you and I. I knew someone that was very faithful in ministry a long time ago, not in this church. Um, and they were doing so well. They, they taught one of my children in Sunday school and and they were just really serving the Lord. It's one of those people that it was very encouraging to see them on Sunday morning. They were there. They wanted to be there. They were ready and they were prepared. And And I know it's hard in life when we lose loved ones and then when loved ones become ill and we're taking care of them and and just many different burdens come our way. But all of a sudden, she ended up like one of those that that you when you when you look at a certain seat in the church and they're not there anymore. And the person fell off during their time of problems. And of course, I'd never say this to them, but I just wonder what God was going to do. What mighty thing God was going to do as problems pressed upon her and she would have continued strong. What it would have done for another woman that needed to see that our problems reach people and we need to stand in the strength of the Lord. It's when the Lord wants to show himself through us in an amazing way. This is what was causing Paul's life to glow here. Because he suffered such a devastating thing, but he trusted the Lord and he and he continued faithful. And this word, this encouraging message to other Christians around, it reached all over. It reached people and it lifted up Christians and it and it and it showed them God's strength. But it not only reached the word, not only went out to all places and reached, but there was something personal that took place with many Christians concerning this. And the problems besieged, we see in verse 14. It says, And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Something positive that comes from our problems. When Paul was shut behind the prison doors, there were many ministers around and they shut their mouths and they kind of hid back and laid low. And they looked at the persecution of Paul initially and they thought, I don't think we're going to be able to do this. I believe the gospel has been hushed and these Christians became very fearful whenever Paul got put in prison. They had let the persuasion of persecution silence them and they were no longer effective and they let the fear get to them. You know, I'm and, and I wonder about Paul. What if Paul would have just thrown in the towel and sat there in the prison cell and quit? I reckon these Christians would have said, would have been in the same situation and stayed in the same condition they were in. I'm glad Paul chose the power of God instead of pouting and sitting back and just throwing his hands in the air. His perseverance was a picture of the spiritual strength that God gives. 
God not only gave it to Paul, but he gives that strength to you and I. It was a powerful witness that was going on through Paul. God was using him very mightily. The word of Paul's prison testimony had reached outside the prison walls and beseeched had called those Christians that were sitting down, the weak-kneed, the faint-hearted, the quiet Christians, This it called out to them, this action, moving in the Spirit of God, called out to them, and they, they began to rise to their feet. They began to open their mouths, and the glorious gospel was declared. A revival took place as a result of what initially happened of Paul being put into prison for preaching the gospel. Christians were refreshed. Old saints had a new courage within. We can understand by this the good that comes out of the problems that we experience. Others are going to be encouraged by what we go through when they see us going through it and the strength of the Lord and the Lord reviving us and the Lord helping us. Paul understood. Paul understood what was happening and he he soaked up every bit of the experience of positivity in his problems that God was trying to give him. You know, I know by the word of God to never quit. This word we've shared tonight. I know that when the temptation comes up to quit, that, that that's a thought to abandon. I know that that's never the answer. I know it by the word of God, but I not only know it by the word of God, but just in my short life as a Christian, God has blessed me and put me in the path of so many Christians that have endured so much and went through so much and they have stayed faithful. So the word of God is enough, but how beautiful is it when you see the word of God carried out in someone's life? before you. And so by faithful Christians sticking to it whenever things get rough, that's an encouragement to me. That encourages me that if they can keep on, I can too. That just helps me. That's a teacher of the Word of God to me to picture someone that has done this. Praise God that through all the things that we go through, there's something encouraging on the other side. There's a positivity. You're going to be able to help someone with what they're going through by your faithfulness. Well, let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer this evening. And, and may we take this word home in our hearts and may God use it. May God use it to bless your life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run upstairs and, and be with those teens, but I'd like to close in prayer with you before we do. And I'd like to ask Brother Fred Scott if he would close our Bible study in prayer tonight.
help us, Lord, to honor you and glorify you in all that we do so that the lost might be reached for Jesus. We ask all this precious thing. Amen. Amen. Amen.